Working late, doctor? Boris asked, yawning and glancing at the scientist's identity card. Dr. Toligan Arinsky nodded, trying not to appear nervous. One of my samples is done cooking. I have to test it when it's fresh. Better you than me, Boris replied, handing the ID back and making a note on his log sheet. If I ever have to pass the doors of even level one, it will be too soon, yes? The day we have to call security into the quarantine zones is the day I quit, Dr. Arinsky said with a weak smile. I barely trust our research assistants in there. No offense. None taken, Boris replied with a shudder, pressing the solenoid under his desk. At the sound of the all-clear buzzer, the overwatch, observing the entry room from a remote security station, opened the sliding steel entry door, and Toligan Arinsky started the last hour of his tenure in Russian biological research. He passed through another metal door, nodded at the sleepy guard on the far side, and turned right towards his office. If he had turned left, he would have quickly confronted a third steel door and the various processes required to enter quarantine level one. Since he generally worked in level four, or even five, getting to his primary labs was a daily chore. Staying in the outer non-quarantine zone of the hexagonal building, he passed seven office doors, all on his right and representing by their names and title plates, descending levels of power in the Institute. His own was the seventh. Any sample, of course, would be cooking away in level four. Nobody did any more research in five since the incident nearly ten years ago, but he hoped that the guards would be their usual efficient self and ignore that. He went past his room, however, and stopped at the very end of the corridor. There was one more door there, a janitor's closet. He entered the janitor's closet and removed some bottles of ancient and dust-covered bleach from the third shelf on the left. From under his bulky winter coat, he removed a vaguely pyramidal object and stripped a coating from the flat underside, revealing a sticky tape. He pressed the object against the wall, then very gently unscrewed the tip of the object, which was cylindrical. On the base of the screw device was a plastic plug with a round plastic tab jutting from it. He grasped the tab and pulled, removing the plug with a vaguely pock sound. As he did, a blue LED on the other end of the cylindrical device began to blink. He carefully screwed the cylinder back into the device and then placed the plastic plug in his jacket pocket. That done, he proceeded back to his office. As he entered the room, which was not much larger than the janitor's closet he'd just left, he removed his heavy outer coat and fur hat, hanging them on the coat rack by the door, then followed them with his suit coat and donned his lab coat. After a moment's thought... After actually turning to his desk, he paused, removed the lab coat, and redonned his suit coat. After another moment's thought, he removed the heavy jacket and fur hat from the coat rack and placed them on his desk. The office was small, barely adequate to fit his desk, a safe in one corner and a filing cabinet. It was also Spartan. On the desk was a lined pad, a pencil, and a framed photograph. On the back wall was a picture of the current Russian president, a slight discoloration around the frame indicated that there had once been a larger picture in the same spot. It also indicated how long it had been since the office was painted. He picked up the briefcase that was already in the room, set it on the desk, and opened it. Turning to the safe, the combination for which the facility administrator did not have, even if the idiot thought he did, he dialed in the combination from memory and opened it. Inside were four steel containers— 
Smuggling them to his office had taken the better part of two nerve-wracking months. But getting them out of the building was impossible. Everything leaving was searched with otherwise abnormal efficiency. Which was why he was here at three o'clock in the morning. He opened the briefcase and slitted the containers into the pre-cut slots and the foam rubber inside. He then removed ten CDs from the safe and carefully arranged them on the face of the foam rubber. He started to close the case then paused, and picked up the framed picture on the desk. He looked at it for a moment, and then carefully removed the picture itself, sliding it into the briefcase before closing and locking it. His preparations complete, he centered the briefcase on the desk, sat down on his hard wooden chair, and steepled his fingers in front of him. After a moment, he looked at his watch. He would continue to do so every nine seconds, unthinkingly and really unseeing, for the next three minutes and 47 seconds.